Hi everyone, it's David Wheeler at Wickham Wanderers and you're listening to the Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome along to the latest edition of the Wickham Wanderer Show. Uh, Luke, who produces the programme, uh, was playing around with an AI app a little earlier on and uh, got it to come up with its own opener for the show. I must admit, it was very impressive, uh, but we didn't write it down or save it, so... We'll have to, have to stick with what we've got. I uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, coming up in the next hour, we'll, in a few moments' time, hear from Phil uh, with a match debrief. We'll uh, look back at that fantastic 2-0 victory against Portsmouth Adams Park last Sunday lunchtime. We'll hear from manager Gareth Ainsworth, get his reaction, and uh, look ahead to the trip to Lincoln on Saturday as well. Also, we'll get his uh, thoughts on a hospital visit that he and a number of current players, as well as uh, Andrew Harmon, who you might remember played for the club in the 80s as well, made two. Uh, Wickham Hospital and gave over 200 cho- toys to the children there uh, as well and uh, had some presents for the staff as well. Uh, also coming up we'll speak live to defender Jack Grimmer, we'll hear from former midfielder Stuart Lewis and we'll catch up with uh, Jamie Bailey who you may or may not know is the Wickham Wanderers Women, women <laughs> uh-oh. Wickham Wanderers Women it's not that hard to say is it Colin? Uh, reserves Manager <laughs> Maybe in the podcast that bit will be tidier. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, all that and more to come in the next hour or so. But we kick off with some highlights from Sunday. Good afternoon and welcome to Adams Park League One action on a Sunday lunchtime. Wickham Wanderers taking on Pompey. Wickham have had a break of 15 days after no FA Cup action for them last week. Tapazoli heads the ball down to a beater. Scott, and that's a nice pass to McCleary. Here's Mometti, his first touch in the game. Cuts the ball back to Hanlon, early doors. Drops to Scott. First time right-footed shot, hits the roof of the stand, much to the delight of the Pompey fans. But Wickham Wanderers there, looking slick in the final third. Yeah, Scotland got it all wrong with the shot, but before that, that was really, really good. Down this left-hand side, great build-up. Wheeler gets up well, finds Hannon in the box. Hannon lays it down to Mametti. Oh, yes! Anis Mametti, eighth goal of the season. Wickham direct, knocks it down. And the little Albanian smashes it into the top corner. One for the cameras, Wickham one, Pompey nil. A beater and wing again, not much of an angle to work with, it's wing who just dinks it over the top, Tapazoli heads the ball down to Mawson, oh it's a post! Mawson inches away from his first Wickham goal in his second spell at the club, has hit the inside of the post and it's been cleared out for a corner, Wickham's second corner of the game. Oh well, wow. what, what a strike! Small margins, isn't it? It just come, it just went straight against the post. There was no curl on the ball; it just went straight. So, if it had, had a little bit of curl on it, it might have clipped the inside of the post and gone in. Great strike by by Mawson, by the way. Mametti dancing his way through. He's inside the pale chair. Mametti still going. Shot charged down by Raggett in the end, but they're petrified of him. Controls with ease and he's now running at Robertson. He's inside the area. Mametti checks it back. Cuts it back now, McCleary! There's the second. Alice Mametti scores one, creates one. Gareth McCleary strokes it into the bottom corner, and the second goal that Wickham was threatening has arrived. Wickham Wanderers two, Portsmouth nil. Mametti and Scohan combine in the midfield. Through to Wing now, Wing can seal it. Oh, brilliant save. Brilliant save from Griffiths. Griffiths. Pings the ball out. Still Pompey persists. And the final whistle goes. And Wicker Wanderers have got that clean sheet. But more importantly, they've got the three points. It's been 15 days since the defeat at Cheltenham. Gareth Ainsworth said it had come at a good time. 
and he's delivered on those words because they've gone back to the drawing board they've changed it up today and Pompey weren't expecting it and Wickham Wanderers intensity I think won the game today yeah oh definitely definitely though as I just said a few minutes ago it was like having the old Wickham back wasn't it they, they sort of come into the game maybe as the underdog they love that and they just got about Portsmouth right from the very first whistle got in their faces hassled them played the ball long and, and got in behind them you know Mameti superb scoring superb so many decent performers for, from a Wickham perspective today Leave you on the final score here from Adams Park. Wickham Wanderers 2, Portsmouth 0. Match commentary from Sunday brought to you by uh, Phil Catchpole, of course, who's the uh, Wickham Wanderers head of audio and broadcast presenter of Ringing the Blues, and uh, also, of course, uh, match commentator, ably assisted there by Brian Jeeves. I'm very pleased to say uh, we can uh, speak to Phil and uh, reflect on uh, what was uh, a fantastic uh, eventful afternoon at Adams Park. Yeah, a brilliant day on Sunday. Perfect for Wickham Wanderers because... You know, the Sky cameras were in town, so it wasn't just your, your Wickham and Pompey fans watching that. That was the only domestic game on TV that day. Um, so it's a really good showcase for League One, but more importantly, a fantastic showcase for Wickham Wanderers because the extra cameras and extra innovative things they did, um, I think, really showed Wickham Wanderers in a good light. Um, but everything's better after a victory, and I think on the pitch, I think they were superb. And a number of players obviously you know, did themselves no, no disservice at all, including uh, one, of course, who, who a lot of fans have been talking about since. Yeah, Anis Fometi, I think, like I say, I've just referenced the guys who may be not watching Wickham week in, week out, but they would have enjoyed his performance on Sunday. But to be brutally honest, he's been doing that all season. It was a standout performance on Sunday, definitely, and it was rightly given the man of the match. The goal was wonderful, fantastic strike. He was unlucky not to get another one in the first half. And then the assist... But there were several sort of dazzling runs and, and the Pompey fans uh, looked terrified of him whenever he had the ball, as did their defenders. Um, but I've said countless times over the last couple of years, he's the sort of player that, that people pay money to watch and he puts you on the edge of your seat. Um, but yeah, if he's, if he's added some value to, his, uh, to uh, his transfer fee, whenever that may come by that performance on Sunday, then that's a good thing for the club as well. And, and yeah, obviously Wickham fans will hope he's in a Wickham shirt for as long as possible. But equally, we've got to remember this guy came in through the development squad for nothing. has been developed into an all-round footballer now. He's learnt the dirty side of the game off Gareth Ainsworth and he's become a huge asset and and where Wickham are in the food chain in football that's that's how it works so um, I think it's a lovely problem to have the fact that we're talking about speculation about whether he'll be here or not it means he's been playing well and he's been doing good things for Wickham and plenty of other members of the team are doing a particularly good job on that afternoon as well yeah team performance from 1 to 11 I thought big max in goal didn't have to do much but in the second half when he was called into action um, was spot on uh, clearly inspired by his musical choices before the game um, And but 1 to 11 I thought they were excellent they defend as a unit but the back four looks solid uh, Tafazoli and Mawson I think that could be a really key relationship as the season unfolds if both of those can stay fit and they play games together that could be really exciting for, for Wickham Wanderers but Josh going in front is back to his best and you know we're, we're led to believe that Curtis Thompson and Dominic Gay aren't far away as well to add more competition and options in that position. Um, but yeah, 1-11, I thought they were superb. Uh, and special shout-out to Jack Grimmer as well because I thought defensively superb, back to his best. But he also gave him a lot of problems going forwards. Um, but Gareth Bainsworth doesn't like to single out players and uh, he was purring about the performance when I spoke to him after the game. It's nothing surprising to me. We've got that in us, you know. We, we know we have this season. Peterborough here, you know, again, Portsmouth here. You know, I thought I thought that we could have had more goals. To, not to rub salt in anything, but I thought we could have been three or four today and, and no one would have grumbled, you know. I thought the boys were outstanding, what we worked on in the week, you know. 
the pressing, the pace in that front three to start with was superb. And Anis Mamete, you know, he's causing all sorts of problems to all sorts of defenders. Outstanding game he had. But, you know, the solidity of Yalfi and Yitaf at the back, you know, the, the leaders that I, w- I was asking for, felt like we had those back today and we felt like we were solid. We were going to soak up whatever you needed to chuck at us and we had the chance to go and score goals. And uh, and I'm, I'm really, pr- really proud of the boys today. They, they were superb and, uh, and got nothing more than they deserved. And, and in front of... Hopefully, a good audience on Sky TV. A goal for Manus Mitty, a fabulous strike, an assist, and a dazzling performance at times as well in front of the TV cameras a month before the transfer window opened. Yeah, yeah, no, if anyone wants to put five or six, seven million in, then uh, we might consider letting him go. But uh, he's, a, he's an unbelievable talent, you know. This boy we picked up on trial two years ago, you know, from uh, he'd been at Norwich, he'd been at, I think, Spurs and, and a couple of London clubs, and then he ended up playing a game for Woodford Town at step nine. The story is immense, you know. He's, he's learnt his trade, playing in the in the little tight cages in London, and you can see that on the pitch. You know, he feels like he's 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 got his own ball. He, he just wants to play these ridiculous things that I can't coach, but I can get him the position to receive the ball and 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 hopefully do some magic. He certainly showed up today, but he had a great platform. He had a great platform, a clean sheet, and ten lads who are going to fight and scrap and do everything they can to give my match winners the platform. And and Anis was certainly a match winner today. Did the uh, the match-winning start before the team sheets went in? Because I don't think Pompey expected Sam Vokes to be on the bench today. No, and it was probably one of the worst kept secrets at Wickham's training ground. I was telling everyone if this gets out, then uh, I'll be uh, there'll be hell to pay. But um, I decided that um, Pompey may go big against us. It's Wickham. We seem to have this tag that we're super physical, and everyone needs to put big players against us. So I went quick. I went um, pacey up front, and uh, and hopefully that that made a little bit of a difference and got us up the pitch a bit higher we were able to turn their back four who who don't like being turned you know they like things being played up to them if Sam Volk starts we're probably playing up to them and playing to their strength whereas when we can get down the sides and playing behind with Brandon with Anis with Gareth with Wheeler I mean we have chances then to, to utilise that space in behind a, a big back four which uh, which Danny started with a big back five actually you know uh, he threw me with a, a little bit of a shape there but no as uh as performances go, it's right up there this season and uh, and I've just said to the boys, you can do this. It's not surprising me because I know what I've got in this dressing room. We can do this week in, week out. We've got some tough, tough games coming up now, but we all seem to turn up in the big games and uh, we'll, we'll get three points for us today. Uh, really great to hear. Obviously, the manager always so so positive, but interesting that, that he brought up the fact that you know it wasn't a, a performance that surprised him. No, and he'd have been working incredibly hard along with his staff um, to get that Cheltenham defeat and performance out of their system. But he'd have also known as well that the results at home had been disappointing uh, of late um, and he owed the the home fans, the home faithful, um, a decent performance and more importantly, a win. And he delivered on both of those fronts. Um, So hopefully this can be the platform now for something that Wickham haven't been able to do this season and that is go on a long, consistent run. Uh, the away form's really coming together if you take out the Cheltenham game. Um, if they can then start to back that up with home results as well. Um, even though they've not got going really in terms of a consistent run of results, they're still in touch at the top and that'll be encouraging. But there's probably 10 teams in the table who can say the same thing. Um, he's often said about the second half of the season, the big players are back. We've got more coming as well. So fingers crossed it's all set for a barnstorming finish as it was last season. You often hear people say, don't you, that it's, it's tight at the top or it's tight at the bottom, but also fairly tight in the middle as well. Yeah, a couple of results either way. And it's really frustrating football, isn't it? Had we won the Cheltenham game, we'd be right knocking on the door of that top six already. Um, but equally, uh, there's probably a few other teams saying exactly the same thing, but really fine margins in football as ever. But they're incredibly fine this year in League One. 
Um, and I think if Wickham can just find that consistency, they'll be all right. I think as fans as well, you find yourself, don't you, pointing to moments in previous games. There's been Sam Vokes' goals, which have been uh, ruled out, and, and other kind of key uh, times at, at games which, which he thought, if only, and you know, could have had a few extra points. Yeah, the if only, the, uh, the mantra of all football fans up and down the country. But yeah, we've all looked through key incidences, results, performances, games and gone, if only this, if only that. Um, you know, it's one of those, isn't it? But I think looking forwards, they're in a decent position. Um, they haven't got going yet properly in their own style. I think they'd admit that as well. And when they do, I think that it's it, the stage is set perfectly for, as Gareth Ainsworth calls it, a fantastic second half of the season. And I hope he's right. Because that's something, as you say, he's been really sort of flagging up to, to be judged on, on that, that second half. Yeah, I think he realised that the the key injuries to, to certain players, uh, the timing of it as well, like having Sko and Gape and Thompson all out at the same time has been particularly cruel. Um, I think the fact we've now got Tafazoli back regularly alongside Alfie Mawson, Voxie up top and available, although we didn't play him against Pompey at the start. Um, and I think as well, teams coming to Wickham Wanderers were kind of knowing what to expect after always saying, we know what we to expect against Wickham and then losing. I think finally, managers have started to realise what it takes to beat the Wickham of old. And, uh, and it was interesting on, sound, on Sunday against Pompey, uh, Gareth Ainsworth tweaked it a bit and caught them all by surprise and got the three points. So uh, hopefully they'll be second guessing again. And Saturday's opposition, another of those teams who are in that pack. Yeah, it's really tight. They could overtake Wickham Wanderers on Saturday if they win. And that's always a great incentive going into a game, isn't it? If you think you can catch the team above you and overtake them. And they haven't lost at home all season in the league. They've drawn a lot. Uh, Mark Kennedy's an old teammate of Wickham, uh, of Wickham manager Gareth Ainsworth from their time at Wimbledon. He's played top flight football, international football. Um, and he's, after a sticky start, has found his feet. It's going to be tough this game against Lincoln. They always are. I mean, I've, I don't think I've seen us win there uh, for quite some time. They've, they tend to be draws of late. Um, and like I said, Lincoln love a draw at home already this season. So um, we'll see. But you know, hopefully with the confidence and momentum from Sunday, Wickham can deliver another big performance on Saturday at St. Hill Bank in, in what is already, I'm worried about the weather, it's going to be freezing. And as well, it's easy to say, isn't it, we're going to the, the festive period, there's a, there's a key run of fixtures coming up, but going to the festive period, there is a really a key run of fixtures coming up. <laughs> Christmas is so important to, um, you know, not just to the psyche of the fans for getting out and getting to games, but in terms of the, the fact that a week over Christmas you can play like three, three or four games within a, a short space of time and if you can win all of those, it can give you a massive injection in the league. Uh, and likewise, if you if you lose them all, then you can really drop down like a stone. And in this league, the way it is, it's so tight. I think if we can have a good festive period, they could be really, you know, possibly even above the dotted line going into the new year. You never know. Um, but yeah, like we say, it's... Um, I don't, don't want to sound too much like a footballer, but take each game as it comes. But... Uh, and to use another phrase, they come thick and fast at this time of year as well. <laughs> but looking here briefly, uh, there's the likes of Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth uh, after the P- Portsmouth display, you know, nothing to fear really. Well, they're big teams, you know, and Wickham will go into, into some of those being the underdog, which, as we all know, completely suits the narrative at Wickham Wanderers. We like being the underdog. Um, perhaps, you know, with all due respect against the likes of Cheltenham, Forest Green, uh, Cambridge and Port Vale at home, um, we may have been seen as the favourites in those and it didn't really go, work out that way. But we were the second favourites against Pompey and look what happened. And I understand you won't be visiting any service stations uh, this weekend? No, I'm going by train on Saturday and uh, that's the one drawback of the train service in this country when they are running is they don't stop at the services. Brilliant to speak to you. Thank you very much. 
My pleasure. Great to chat to Phil and have him on the show. As always, he'll be providing match commentary uh, on Saturday from Lincoln, accompanied by uh, Gabe Sutton as well. And uh, you can hear the interview with Gareth in full, of course, on Wanderers TV. Still to come on this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderer Show, we'll hear from former captain and midfielder Stuart Lewis, and we'll hear more uh, from manager Gareth Ainsworth as well as we look ahead to the trip to Lincoln. But if you're listening to our chat with Phil a short while ago, as well as uh, praising Anis Mehta, he gave uh, a special mention to uh, defender Jack Grimmer for his performance against Portsmouth on Sunday at Adams Park, and uh, it'll be fantastic if we can actually speak to uh, the man himself. Hello, sir. Hello, mate. How are you? <laughs> really good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. I'm doing well. Really nice um, for you to get that sort of praise, and I know you got a lot of uh, online uh, credit as well for your performance on Sunday. But not just yourself, but it felt like that the whole team, everything sort of came together. Yeah, it did. It was uh, one of those games that I think just everything seemed to go in our favour, and I think we all just seemed on the same page. And it's you know it's few and far between, but it's it's really good when games come off like that for sure. Because it seems sort of unjust, doesn't it, football? And as a player as well, you often find that in certain games you put in really brilliant performances but perhaps don't get the results that you deserve. And sometimes you've got to grind out results from from perhaps not very good displays as well. Yeah, you're spot on. I think, unfortunately, this season, I think the well, the league in general is, is so competitive, as I heard Phil alluding to. But I think this season we've just maybe lacked that consistency that we've had in previous seasons. And I think... It makes you appreciate it even more, I think, on Saturday when it all comes together and you get the three points. Because I think just a few times a season we've maybe fell short. Um, and, you know, sometimes the performance is there and then you don't win. Other times you win when you don't deserve to. So I think when the cameras were there and everyone was watching, I think it was a great day for us to get the three points. And do you as players really relish, you know, the visit of Portsmouth and obviously got Ipswich coming as well? Uh, clearly, you only take one game at a time, but but I guess you have, have half an eye on, on some of the teams that are coming in the, in the Christmas period as well. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think uh, the Christmas period is quite a tough time for us. I think we've got, you know, some tough away games going into the new year, Plymouth and Peterborough. And um, like you say, Ipswich coming to town, which, you know, I think last season they brought a massive following. So it's, it is, that's the games that you want to play in um, for myself. And since I've been at Wickham, you know, we've always relished, I think being the underdog suits us and um, we've always relished that challenge to to step up. And I think, like I said, if we can just get a bit more consistency about us, I think we'll um, we can have a very successful season. A lot to be made, obviously, about the, the sort of size of the character and, and players that, that kind of left in the summer for, for different reasons. But have you felt perhaps a bit of extra responsibility yourself as well with with kind of the role that you play as a result of that? Yeah, definitely. I think there's no there's no secret uh, as to the the sort of characters. You know, whatever those players did on the pitch, it was the the biggest loss to us was in the changing room. And I think it is time for other players like myself, um, you know, hopefully to step up to to fill the roles that they've left um, you know the gaffer's spoken about it a good few times and you know leaders are hard to come by in football so it is they, as as hard as they were to replace or as hard as they are to replace sorry I think it's you know it's just a stepping stone for other players to step into their shadows and as well, you might have heard Phil mention a little later on, obviously your, your defensive display on, on Sunday was, was, was excellent but also you know going forward that must be something you enjoy as well It is to be honest yeah I think um you know, as a defender, obviously your job in, is first and foremost to stop attacks, which seems sort of less constructive. Um, but, you know, I think the the more enjoyable part of it is definitely starting attacks or, you know, breaking forward. And the thing I loved is when, you you know, you break forward, you're running forward and you 
hear the the crowd roar and it is it's a feeling that you know can't be replaced and doing your bit to keep a clean sheet is is obviously the first and foremost the the best thing for the team but you know if you can help contribute to a goal in any way then it's um you know goes a long way to helping three points and a lot was made on Sunday about the the extra access and the, and the innovation on, on TV was that something you were aware of as players or did you kind of just sort of block that out really yeah well, we got told about it uh in the in the build-up to the game um and you know the, the minute you walk in the change room it was slightly different because there was cameras there there was you know normally the, the change room is your sort of domain that no one kind of bothers you and no one's asking you questions and you can just sort of focus on the game but I think on Saturday you know there was reporters and journalists and things in the changing room and the cameras were there for the full time which I didn't actually mind to be honest I think it is good from you know from a player's point of view I think that the more you can include the fans um, the better I think you know and I think I watched the game back on Sky and I seen the different kinds of access that they were getting, you know, even down to the referees meeting before the game, which I thought was, I'd never seen before, which I think is, it's only a good thing. And I think it's definitely the way football's going. So I think if there's players out there that probably don't think it's a good thing, then they probably just have to get on board. It really does make you appreciate the role of the referee as well and the positions that he needs to get into. And and obviously, you know, where he goes depends on, on what the play's doing, obviously. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think um, that specific referee that was on that was at our game on Sunday is one that I is one that I really get on with and I think you know he came across really well in the interview and it does give you a new appreciation I'm not going to lie when I when I shouted them for getting decisions wrong I I have started to rethink myself sometimes <laughs> because I do know it's not that not that easy um and you know I think opening the door like he did in the interview just shows you that they are human and they are trying their best and I think um it definitely gave me a newfound respect for them and something really nice which seems to have been highlighted this week as well with uh, that coverage and also obviously as players going to the, the hospital and also you must be so aware of you know youngsters especially who you know, hang around to see players after the game and, and get photos and autographs and, and what, what it means to, to youngsters especially to, to kind of be, be close to, to you as players. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I was unfortunately ill on Tuesday so I didn't manage to make the hospital which I was gutted about because it is something that I love doing um you know I think any way that you can give back no matter how small it might be small to you but big to someone else like you said when the fans and the, the especially the kids are waiting for us for photos and things at the end of the game you know a photo maybe takes five seconds but you know the kid can have it for for the rest of the year and I think for me it's it's always been a factor of anything that you can do that you think you know, gives back, I think is because at the end of the day, they are paying their money to come support us. And you see the same faces home and away, Um, you know, like you said, going to Lincoln on Saturday, Phil alluded to it. I think it's going to be probably one degrees if the game's on. And I think, you know, you'll still see the same faces home and away, regardless of the weather or the distance. So I think anything that you can do to give back, um, you know, no matter how big or small players should, should definitely take it upon themselves to do. So how do you see the challenge on, on Saturday? Do you as players feel really kind of buoyed from from the, the performance on, on Sunday at Adams Park? Yeah, I think so. I think it's I think it's a sign of the season that we have taken confidence, but I think we've we've realized already that you can't take anything for granted in this league. Um I think, you know, Pompey are up there and they've only lost three games, but you've got Peterborough that are quite near to them that have lost eight games already. So I think it just shows you that this season might be a bit of a different one. I think, you know, we've already lost 
a ridiculous, well, in my opinion, a ridiculous amount of games already. And I think it's, it just shows you that I think we can still achieve. So the games, the league this season is going to be wide open. And I think, yes, we've taken confidence from Saturday's, uh, sorry, from Sunday's result. But I think, if anything, this season has shown us not to get complacent. And the manager speaking to the media this morning, we'll hear, hear more from him um, soon, but he was saying what, what a great sort of camaraderie it is and, and bonding on the on the bus when you go to go to away games. That must, must be something that you, you really enjoy as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's one of my favourite parts of being a footballer is the, is the bus journeys. Um, I think it, it is, it, it speaks volumes for me. It speaks volumes of the, of the team and the squad that we've got um, that, you know, some of the boys will go away and everyone just has such a laugh and it is, you know, it's a it's a good place to be, and it, it does help pass the journey because you know we don't quite have a Sunderland this season, but you know your Plymouths and all that that it takes an extra early in the season. It does take, you know, you you are away from your family for quite a time, so um, I think it, it does speak volumes of the the characters that we've got in the changing room that you know people enjoy spending four hours on a bus together. <laughs> well, some brilliant to speak to you. Obviously, all the best for uh, Saturday. I look forward to catching up with you uh, soon. No, top man, mate. Thank you very much. A uh, real pleasure. Great to chat to you. Uh, Jack Grimmer, uh, who uh, obviously put in a fantastic performance on Sunday and I'm sure uh, will be uh, saying the same again uh, next week, uh, this Saturday, up at Lincoln as well. Uh, now, though, thanks to the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association, we switch our attention to a former midfielder uh, who captained the side as well, was brought in by Gary Waddock, uh, Stuart Lewis, who is now an under-18s coach at Tottenham. Uh, but here's his earliest memories of his time at Adams Park. Some brilliant memories that, that I've made at, at Wickham. Uh, made some great friends in the playing squad who, I, who I'm still in contact with now and who I still see regularly and yeah some great memories on the pitch and some some brilliant sort of promotion day at Adams Park and um, yeah some great away days and, and people that the fans that you, you meet sort of across the country over the years is uh, yeah some really fond memories obviously captaining the club as well so uh, Wickham's a, a club that uh, I, I I sort of always look out for their results and, and obviously I've got a really uh, sort of strong uh, connection with the club. And you initially came on loan, of course. So I guess it was really pleasing to, to get that permanent deal as well. Yeah, obviously I, I, I joined from Dagenham. I could have joined in the summer, but at the time I felt obviously wanted to play in, in League One and sort of play as high as possible. But the opportunity arose again to, to join Gary Waddock and he was a manager that I'd always wanted to, to play under and I always spoke really sort of freely with him and he uh, he got the best out of me I feel like in that loan spell and, and I and I played played really well and uh, straight away I thought it just sort of clicked for me and we went on a great run and um, and I think in the January we made it permanent and it was just a no-brainer really after the, the sort of level of performances that I hit and, and the team were winning and obviously promotion was was on the cards really for the remainder of the season and fortunately we did that but yeah, it was a, a really fond memories of, of that time. And uh, yeah, I look back on it now and I probably, I, I think it was myself and Josh Parker signed one evening against Torquay and we were actually, I think, two or three one down and I came on and I made two big tackles. And uh, I remember the crowd sort of must have thought, oh, who's this guy? Like, you know, he's coming on the pitch and um, I just wanted to make an impression. And uh, Gary Waddock pulled me on the Friday before Chelmsford at home and said your, your, your tackles changed the game I felt like in in our favour and I want you to do that tomorrow and, and I think from there I didn't really look back to be honest And I'm sure fans that hear you say Torquay and, and obviously cast their minds back to, to when you captain the side on, on that incredible day it must have been such a, a roller coaster of emotions to be part of that team 
Yeah, it was. And, and I probably look back at it now with sort of mixed emotions, really. I think it was brilliant that we stayed up and that day was just bizarre, really, because I think sort of we were like waiting on other results and uh, Gaz said all along, like, just worry about our results. But probably collectively to be in that position that season was, was disappointing. And, and me being captain at that time, I felt that probably took a lot out of me that season and I took a lot on my shoulders. I was sort of, when I look back on it now, like relatively quite young and in, in my playing career at that time. And I probably uh, took a lot on and, and I was disappointed where, with where we, we, we finished really with, with with what I felt like we could have achieved that season. But actually in, in the collective Looking back on it now, it was it was good to to get that result, and it was a a great feeling knowing that we really we could have been sort of in non-league football. And it really feels like quite a special group, doesn't it? The, uh, at that time, obviously, there's there's Joe Jacobs and Alpha you mentioned, and and Josh Cohen's still there at the moment. Yeah, there's, I think I think Gareth sort of started to build a real a real good squad in those those days. Really, um, obviously, Matt Bloomfield was a huge part of that, and and was part of the club for a long time, and uh, Josh was sort of just. Sort of starting his career and, and went on to achieve really good things and uh, people like Alfie Mawson was a, good, a great loan move and then Joe Jacobson come in so and those players obviously some are still there now and um, some have come back so um, I think what Gaz built was was incredible really and, and probably the tall key was the start of it and unfortunately for me personally I could I, I, I left in that January six months after that but um, I think for what, for what Gareth did and, and where the club have, have gone on to has, has been has been brilliant and I'm, I'm really pleased to see the Wickham fans having great great moments over the, the last sort of probably 10, 9, 10 years and um, to get to the championship was, was brilliant for, for the club and for the, for, for, the whole, for the whole area really. Did it feel like a real period of uncertainty when Gary left and obviously and Gareth took over or did it feel like you know, something quite exciting and new was starting? I'm, yeah, I remember the time quite vividly, actually, because obviously I had a really good relationship with Gary Roddick. I still speak to him now in my career, what I've gone on to. I still speak to him sort of sort of occasionally, and, and he was a brilliant manager and a brilliant guy. And uh, Fortunately, he, he, he lost his job at that time, but Gaz was what was one of us, really, like a, a, a member of the team, and he'd played with a lot of the players in, in that team. Um, and it was just sort of like a natural transition. He'd done something similar at QPR, I think, and... And I remember at the time the the chairman, I think it was the chairman from the the trust that asked me my opinion, and I, and I said I think Gareth the more than deserving for the job, and and it was just a perfect fit I think for what we needed at that time, and then he really got the atmosphere going, and and we didn't we didn't really look back from that moment, and we stayed up comfortably. So yeah, it was it, it was it was a strange time, but one that where. I think we all felt that Gaz was the right person for that job, and and when asked, we gave our opinions, and I, and I say still there now. So it was uh, probably quite a good bit of advice that we, a few of us, did give that give those uh, sort of board members at that time. It's, it's a fantastic sort of, as you say, achievement to see you know how far the club's gone, and that the manager's been given the time to build what what's a brilliant sort of culture at the club as well. Yeah, I actually went back recently in my job. I'm, I'm now under 18 coach at Tottenham. And we went back and we played in the Papa John's there. And, and to go back was was probably the first time I've probably been back since I left. And I think to see to see how um, I, I had spent an hour with with Gaz before the game, and I think to to, 
the job he's done has been been unbelievable and that longevity in football you don't always get and probably probably that's now shown in, in, in results and the culture that's been created and, and the moments that the club have, have all shared together and I think Gaz Gaz has epitomised that and, and fair play for the for the backing he's had because there might have been certain times when he was under pressure and people backed him and and vice versa when he maybe could have moved on and didn't so yeah it was great to go back and to see how the club have progressed and it was uh yeah it was great to have a chat with him and I think like now like there's analysts and the the, the staff's got bigger and it's just obviously that's, hap- that's happening in football but credit to the club for for taking it in the right direction and and I think that's now showing with with where it is in in the in the football pyramid and it's a really nice bit of symmetry that fans might not be aware of as well as that, that when you're in the, the, the Spurs setup, uh, you set up yourself. Uh, Peter Sutterby was, was a coach who, of course, is a former Wigan manager, and now you know a job you're doing yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter Sutterby was the academy manager when I first went to Tottenham as a young player uh, at 16, and uh, he was a brilliant person and someone that uh, was always giving great advice and was a was a real support for me and all the players at that time. And then. I actually saw Peter when I play when I was playing at Wickham, and he came back as part of the ex players association and a great guy and um yes yeah, like quite uh, similar now that i've I've now gone back to spurs as as, as a coach and yes we've got those Wickham connections and um yes it's, it's similar how that's happened. Do you look back on your playing career with a real sense of pride because you, you seem to have achieved so much, even you know, obviously international youth level and uh, the clubs that you've been at and the success that you've had, and as you say, captaining Wickham as well. Yeah, of course. Obviously, I I look back on it probably now. I have a, I have a son now who's four, and uh, I think it, he probably doesn't see me as a as a player, if you like, or he sees me more as like his dad who, who, who football coaches and and things like that, which is which is strange at times because he hasn't seen me in that light, but. Yeah, I had some brilliant moments and I look back on it now. A couple of promotions and captaining clubs that I played for and some great times at Wickham and and previously before that, Gillingham. And, and then I went into, as I say, sort of non-league football with, with, with Maidstone and Dover and, and, and experienced some great times and made some great memories along the way. Um, but like everyone, you reached that point where I had a, a really big decision to make where I either went the coaching route at, at, at Spurs or I carried on in non-league. I just felt at that time for, for my development as a coach, it was right to commit everything to be the best coach I could be. And I retired relatively young at 31, uh, probably had a few more hundred games left in me, but probably the last uh, last three or four years where I've become under 18 coach and the people I'm, 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 I'm surrounding myself by and how I feel like I'm, I'm improving, I think it's been been the right decision. What's that transition been like for you from going from player to coach? Is that something that you've you've really adapted to well and, and taken on? Yeah, definitely. I think I think sort of for the play, like so I've, I, we've only just finished playing really. So in, in recent years, I think it, it keeps you sort of quite current, and you you can. I've been in dressing rooms with players that maybe have come on loan, and I have that context to to relate to them and things like that. So I think that's great, great for me. And then I've also walked in the shoes that. That the boys are in currently, so I've been a scholar at Spurs, and I've I've, I've seen the demands and the standards required to to, be, to get to to become a professional footballer at, at any level is really tough, and I think that 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 can help me to to help them ultimately. And, and I've also been fortunate to work with some great people along the way in, in at Spurs, where I've learned so much from. And 
at the moment. Obviously, Jermaine Defoe works closely with me, Paul Bracewell, and I've got Ryan Mason and, and people like that where who can only enhance you and, and, and my footballing, that development, really. So I'm fortunate that I, that I have that every single day that, that I go to work. So, yeah, it's good. So nice as well for you to be able to kind of pass on what you've you've experienced in your career, but also for them as well to sort of, as you say, it's not that long ago that you've, you've not been playing and, and that makes it really relatable. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a, there's a few things from that, like the, the experiences, if you like, as well, of what they've got in front of them and some are, some of the days that I experienced as a player, you can't even put into words. Like when you work so hard for a promotion or it all comes together on that evening or the experiences of a talkie away where you're just thinking, right, there's probably a 90% chance we're going to be non-league club tomorrow, but then unbelievably we stay up or the, the friendships that I've got now, like you're trying to, you're trying to give the, the lads all those, those messages of standards and hard work and work ethic. And at some point in the next 10, 15 years, the, the experiences they'll get and football's the best job in the world, isn't it? So like, it's not really a job really. So it's just give saying, don't waste a moment, don't waste a session, don't waste a day. And um, hopefully that those messages from myself and the other staff that I work with can, can help them on their, on their footballing journey. And just finally, overall, how do you look back at your time at Adams Park? Fondly, really. I, I, I think fondly. I, I'm probably disappointed how it ended, if I'm being honest. I think to leave the club probably in, in January, with, and I think they end up losing to Southend that, that, in that promotion final, was I'm probably disappointed how it ended. But the part before it was, was really, really good. And I played some great football there and I enjoyed my time. And, and as I look back on it fondly and have made some, made some great mates along the way. And uh, I, I think the fans and the where the club's gone to now they thoroughly deserve it so yeah really good and obviously as uh, hopefully they, they can push on this year and get get in, in and around those playoffs and, and hopefully get back to the championship in time so um, yeah no really fondly real pleasure to speak to uh, former midfielder and captain of course Stuart Lewis uh, of course uh, was uh in the team who uh, narrowly avoided uh, the drop at Torquay. Uh, more from ex-players on next week's show here at Wickham Sound. Still to come on this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderers show. In fact, we do have another ex-player to speak to uh, in the form of Andrew Harmon, who we've had on the show before, but uh, was uh, part of a brilliant initiative at Wickham Hospital this week. And if you count the current manager, I've got another former player uh, that we'll have on as well. But first, uh, as we like to feature Wickham Wanderers women on the show pretty regularly, uh, you might well be aware already, but there are three teams the under-18s, uh, the first team, of course, which uh, Carl Simon is the manager of, and they had a great result on Sunday as well. Uh, we uh, speak to uh, players and, and coaches as well. I uh, regularly like to uh, raise the profile of Wickham Wanderers women. This week, uh, it's the turn of the reserves, and I've been speaking to uh, manager Jamie Bailey uh, on his thoughts on uh, how things are going in the reserves. We got to the top of the league, um, started off quite well. Slightly had a bit of a moment where we didn't really do too well, but then from then on we've we've kicked on again for another another round of, of good good performances. Uh, really good good to start off with. And really nice as well that the reserve team provides such a great pathway for for four players to go through to, to Carl's team as well. Yeah, it's been it's been amazing just to see the players who have gone up, like Sally, like um, Kira, Kira O'Leary, um, players who've had the the moment just to come to us and then go straight um, go straight from there to. To the first team, and the pathway actually works um, going forward anyway. Because you need you need sometimes you need that middle gap, that stop gap, just to try and work out where where your where your levels are at. And then that's where we've provided that opportunity for players to to have that moment of working of playing in adult football, and then bouncing on into the first team as well. 
And what's impressed you the most with, with, with the way the players have performed so far this season? Individual performances have really have really helped. But I think overall, the teamwork within the reserves has, has been the, the the biggest thing in terms of how we play, what we do in order to to ensure that everybody has a has a good a good game. Having the chats on the sidelines, making sure that everybody understands their roles um, going into the game, and also moments where it might be going wrong, but making sure that everybody understands that it's it's still it's still working in our favour. And as well, it's uh, the league. Obviously, you've had success in the cup, especially recently, going through on penalties. That must have been a fantastic, great display uh, that, that pleased you too. I will probably admit to this one, but I was extremely shocked just simply of the performance, and it was it was amazing to see incredible performance from both teams. In fact, it was a it was a draw to get to penalties, and, and I think we did all right all the way to the end. But then, even even better, in an incredible performance in the penalty shootout. And a real great strength to show in the team that you know they're doing so well in the league, but also in in the cups as well, on, fighting on both fronts, if you like. Yeah, it's been it's been one of those where we knew what our targets was for this for the season, and we've stuck to them as much as possible, making sure that the right players have been in in the right places and keeping keeping the uh, the camaraderie to a great standard between everybody, regardless of whether they moved into the first team or came back down to us. That's been the, the whole point of reserves. Uh, to be fair, and it's worked in our favour, and we're in a good spot for for the rest of the season going forward. That must really please you as well. That's something which really stands out. The sort of moving in both directions, if you like, and and, and the way that, that the reserves work in that way. Yeah. So having players coming into the from the under 18s obviously they would have played the day before, just allowing them to sort of understand the environment within adult football and seeing what the differences are going from youth football to to adult football on a Sunday especially and then coming into us really um, putting in their marker and saying I I can compete with with the players in in an adult league and then having players coming from the first team down and having them still they might not have um, the confidence at the time but coming through to us and saying you know what we we want to just continue playing football getting a confidence back to one day and possibly very very quickly get back into the first team so it's it's been it's been a good motivation for for everybody to come through with the reserves that have already been there we're talking about Emma Dean we're talking about Chelsea Reeves those those within the leadership roles Ellen as well we've all had had a part to play in in the the movement of, of players as well and as you say, great opportunity for youngsters in the under 18s to see what they can achieve as well. Yeah, yeah, it gives them, give them a chance. I think some of them have, have gone on to, to score goals within our within our team. Molly Carter being one of them. So it's just been good for us just to try and see where where they're at and and give the performances that gives um, Carl a bit of a headache on on Sundays to to go. Well, who's going to be in my team this week? And it feels like a real sense of togetherness in, in all levels of the teams, both at the first team, obviously in, in your group as well, and the under-18s as well. Yeah, the club's, the club's been amazing since, um, since I came in. Um, they've, they've really been warm welcome, welcoming. The, uh, the togetherness has been there, and I just love the, the way that we've, we've all worked as, as coaches and also as um, providers of, of football to, to all, all the players that have come in. And have you noticed, especially since the Euros with the, the, the Lioness is doing so well, that there's a real uplift, both in interest, in, but also from within the club, where you know the, the players wanting to sort of uh, push that extra bit as well. Yeah, we, well, the, the targets were, were set from the start, and we still want we still want to achieve them. If it doesn't happen again this season, then we can always we can always reset and go go again next season. But either way, 
um, everybody wants to improve. Everyone's, everybody wants to do well. And that's just not from my team. It goes from the first team all the way, um, all the way down to the under 18s as well. Um, I think for me, um, Christian, Sonny, everybody, Andy as well, have all really driven that that idea of wanting to to really um, improve the, the the teams and also the club and the status of of the club as well. Great to chat to Jamie, who's the manager of Wickham Wanderers Women. Reserves wish all the best to the chairgirls this weekend. The first team are at home to current league leaders Abingdon. It's their last fixture of 2022. Uh, do get along to the 1878 Stadium in Burnham. Kickoff there is at 1.30. The under-18s and reserve squads are away, playing Nottingham Forest and Goring United. Uh, wish them all the best too as well. You might have heard in the week that on Tuesday uh, afternoon, Gareth and uh, a number of the players went to Wickham Hospital uh, to give over 200 talks to the children's ward for uh, uh, youngsters who are uh, in uh, hospital over at Christmas. Uh, some of the first team that went along included Sam Vokes and Gareth McCleary. Great to come in and see the donations of the presents as well. For them, it uh, puts a smile on their face, hopefully, and gets them looking forward to Christmas. Even for the workers as well, they do like a hell of a job, so to give them a bit of a pick-me-up as well is brilliant. We do know the amount of work that the uh, nurses and doctors do get through so um, it's credit to them. A brilliant initiative arranged by former player and uh, local businessman Andrew Harmon who uh, was impressed by the reaction of uh, all involved. The response we got was, how can I put this, it was still quite emotional um, because first of all we were donating children's toys to the, the kids in the ward and I'd got together a Father Christmas to do that, a guy called Neil Stano who did an amazing job for me He's not a normal Father Christmas, but he stepped in. But the response from the children was fantastic. Um, the response from the mums, and some of them were overcome with emotion. And also, actually, the people on the, working on the wards, from the porters to the nurses and the sort of doctors. And just actually, it was a number of them asked for, can we have a photograph of Santa Claus? And it was sort of quite motivational just to give them a little bit of a lift and... Uh, so we walked around the wards, um, a number of wards, just saying hi, really, and uh, kind of if we can do a little thing like that when it's you know a tough time at Christmas, that 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 to me is just you know it's worth the millions of of money because those people do a sterling job for for the community. And really goes to show as well, sort of the power, if you like, of, of football and, and brilliant to, to be able to have that opportunity in the community. Obviously, as a, as a former Wiccan player yourself, not, nice to have that kind of link with, with the local hospital, but also, as I say, to see how much it means to the youngsters when, when footballers come and, and, you know, spare that bit of time to, to give them presents as well. You know what? That was uh, really impressive. And I think they enjoyed it. And what, one of the guys was uh, playing a little five-a-side game with some of the kids, which was, was lovely to see. And just... No, Gareth, I know, has is, is got a great heart of reminding the, the footballers uh, of the importance of working with the community. And uh, um, that came across, just the, the, uh, the guys that came to see us were, you know, they, they were keen to support and, uh, and learn more. And, uh, you know, I know some of the nurses were keen to get their photos with them. So that, that, that was also, uh, so not just Santa, but with the footballers. So that was... Uh, that was quite nice. A great time had by all at Wickham Hospital this week. Don't know why I found that quite so funny. Uh, you can hear more from Andrew if you check out the Listen Again feature on the website. Uh, we uh, played out the uh, chat with him in full on this morning's mid-morning at around 10.30. Now, though, uh, we'll cover that subject with the manager in a few moments' time as well. But here's Gareth Ainsworth's thoughts on that uh, fantastic display and result on Sunday against Portsmouth. 
yeah, great, great performance for us. You know, it's uh, it's weird because it was Sunday, so we had Monday as a down day, and then Tuesday in training, and uh, today and tomorrow we're, we've got to proper prepare for Lincoln City. You know, so it's no rest for. Uh, well, it's not the wicked, is it? It's no rest for the successful boys on Sunday. You know, they've, they've got to be back in and uh, and make sure that they uh, they keep those performance levels consistent because that was superb. You know, I thought we could have had one or two more goals. Brilliant to have it on TV in front of everyone. Great advert for League One football and definitely for Wickham Wonders and what we're doing here. It's uh, it was a proud moment to uh, beat Portsmouth, where historically that's a team that's come to Wickham and it's been wow. Portsmouth coming to town, I think last few years has been we can compete with these and uh, and we we well showed that on Sunday. It was interesting in your post-match comments, Lee, it wasn't a surprise to you. It just felt like everything came together, didn't it? Yeah, we worked really hard in the week. You know, I changed uh, tactics slightly and on. It uh, doesn't always work, but when it does, it looks nice and it goes well. And uh, and I thought that yeah, the boys put in the plan to, to perfection, really did. You know, um, it was a real good performance from everyone and uh, some cracking goals and, you know, Anis again, shining uh, as he is doing coming coming in form at the right time but um it's uh it's a brilliant brilliant advert like i say for for where wickham is after after years of of sort of building and 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 turmoil and uh and finally becoming this team now that people have got huge respect for and what were your thoughts overall on on the extra cameras and the extra access on the day yeah i enjoyed it colin yeah talking to a bit of an extrovert here so it's uh it's quite um quite at home for me you know I think um, there was certain things I didn't agree to before the game pre-game and I'm glad I didn't um, because it, it could have been some sticky moments for me so everything that I agreed to I planned well and uh, and I was pleased uh, nothing got in the way and glad to see so many people got so much footage and uh, you know it's, it's the way football should go now I think I think there's, uh, there's time and don't be scared of it embrace it but make sure there's the respect line between the uh, the content and uh, and what's being said you know and 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 personal and private moments. And what was your initial reaction to David Craig's outfit? <laughs> Absolutely shock. You know, I, <laughs> I didn't. I, it's. I'm not sure it was rock and roll. There's there's a title in there for it somewhere, but I'm, not, I'm still sussing out what that is in my head without offending anyone. He <laughs> uh, it, it, it was a one-off, wasn't he? And uh, yeah, the uh, the leather jacket. I, I think he uh, he made a brilliant effort, but um, it was more Lemmy on a bad day than uh, than anything. And uh, I, uh, I've got to, I've got to say that, and um, I think he uh, he sticks to his, his suits and his day job really well. Um, he, he looked a little bit uncomfortable at times, but um, I loved him turning up in that. It was a, it was a brilliant moment and uh, and fun to sh- to share the journey in with him. <laughs> it did seem quite specialist. Um, does it, it sounds like a, I guess a bit of a cliche, but would you say Sunday feels a bit of a turning point? So hopefully things can kind of can build from here and you'll get more consistency as well. No, I don't think it's a turning point at all, Colin. I think. Um, I think consistency is is what we need. So that's over a few weeks. You know, you can't just judge it on one game just because you have a real good game because people would say that I get at Forest Green and and then we went to Cheltenham and got beat. So there's no turning points. It's uh, For me, it's knowing that the levels are there. It's a realisation for the boys that they can do that. Um, now it's putting it together week in, week out, you know, because uh, it's really tough and, uh, and this league is showing that... Um, you know, one defeat and you'll drop away a couple of wins and you get right really close to it. You know, there's, there's probably two or three teams at the top running away now, but um, there's definitely three or four places really up for grabs in these playoffs. We want to be one of those and, uh, and I think consistency is going to play a big part in that. 
And there seem to be so many, as we discussed before, so many teams sort of in and around where Wickham are in, in the league. And, and Lincoln on Saturday, of course, another one who are only a couple of points behind. Yeah, there's loads, you know. There's loads. Don't write anyone off from about 17th at the moment because anyone can anyone can make this, you know. I think the bottom four, there's about five-point gap between them. But even some of those, if they have a run, or, you know, you never know what can happen. But with 20, 25 games, is it to go? Something like that, 24. So we've got so many points to play for that... Um, there's no way you could judge who's going to get there at the moment. And there's so many teams in this middle section, uh, like you say, you know, Charlton have changed their manager recently. You know, they're going to have a, a new manager coming. Will that boost them? You know, and, and there's, there's a lot of stuff. There's January transfer window to come through yet. So there's, there's a hell of a lot of water to go under that bridge yet. You know, we're, we're only a couple of stops down the line. There's plenty more to go. And I think we've got to just keep consistent now. And it's good that I've seen some really really cracking performances Peterborough at home and Plymouth at home even though we got beat Portsmouth at home you know there's a pattern there isn't there anyone who starts with a P we seem to do well at home with it so we, uh, we've got to we've got to make sure that we we get these levels out every week it's my job totally my job but I love my job and I'll make sure that I do it I've noted there's a P in Ipswich hopefully that, that still works as well <laughs> I'll take that all day. <laughs> and obviously, just finally, um, really nice to hear from Andrew about your hospital visit on during this week, and and just fantastic to kind of see that the power of football and what a difference it can make to, to young people in in hospital as well. Yeah, not just the young people, kind the, the nurses and the doctors as well. I, I thought <clears throat> they were saying thank you, oh, thank you for coming in because we bought some bottles of wine and chocolates in for them as well. And I thought that um, that was important to recognise the work they do because. They've had a real tough two or three years, aren't they? Real, real tough, you know. And, and anyone who says that our emergency services don't deserve what they get, uh, uh, I'll, I'll front them up because they are unbelievable people. They, they help us sleep at night. They look after our kids, our, our mums and dads, ourselves. You know, they are fabulous, fabulous people. And, uh, it, you know, it's always can we recognise them? And if a picture with the Wickham players gets them in the newspaper or gets the, you know, gets the profile raised from these fantastic staff members then that's brilliant and, and on top of that what a bonus to be able to put some smiles on some kids faces with presents from Andy Harmon who, who went out of his, his way spent a lot of money on getting presents in just so he could uh, he could make people feel better around the Christmas time after a few tough years he went to shelters and hospitals around the place and you know he deserves the, the plaudits for this one we had the easy job turning up as, as the Wiccan players in our tracksuits getting all the publicity but um you know, Andy, Andy's done a brilliant job and, and, you know, more than that, the nurses and the doctors in the local area, thank you so much. You know, I know it's tough and I know some of you will be working over Christmas and I know that my boys, you know, get paid a lot more for kicking a ball around, but, you know, the value that you bring to, to the world and, and the local community is, is you know, just phenomenal. And uh, and so it was, a, it was a real proud moment for us all to be involved and uh, every year we, we try and get involved with things like this. Um, it's great that the community do and uh, hopefully like I say we can raise the profile of how fantastic these people are great chat to you the manager uh, the, that's it for the Wickham Wanderer show for this week which has been brought to you by the letter P it's, it's featured rather prominently isn't it uh, thanks to uh, all the guests brilliant to chat to to Phil to Jack Grimmer and uh, also to Stuart of course as well Stuart Lewis Jamie as well from Wickham Wanderers Women 
<laughs> listing people we've spoken to now. Um, and also to Andrew Harmon as well for his uh, brilliant generosity and gesture as well. Hopefully the uh, kids and staff at Wickham Hospital will uh, be able to enjoy Christmas a bit more as a result. Uh, brilliant to have uh, the manager on as always as well. Have a safe and uh, enjoyable trip if you're going to Central Bank on Saturday. If you're not going, of course, we'll bring you live commentary here on 106.6 on Wickham Sound and it's on Wanderers TV as well of course. Uh, See you back here same time next week for another Wickham Wanderers show here at Wickham Sound.